Chapter 8 All Your Base Are Belong to Us Part 2 Two Years Earlier Continued She stood against the wall of the hangar, looking into the sunlight as it poured in. Her gray pantsuit fitted immaculately. She had just put it on to minimize the wrinkles. Okay, Joy, no time for pussies in this world full of dicks, Joy said to herself. Her father had been dead fifteen years, but Joy Tannen still wasn't sure if he was preparing her for a future in a male-dominated world, or he was just constantly reminding her she fell short of the son he always wanted but never had. Either way, it was the one thing her father had left her with that was worth a damn. Joy had made it her mantra, her call to action. Joy was beautiful, but not your standard beautiful. She was stop what you're doing and reassess your life so you can work out how the fuck you're going to get this goddess into bed, beautiful. In a superficial sense, she hadn't been born perfect. Investments in subtle fake tits and minor cosmetic surgery to her face were part of her journey. From a young age, a distant father and an emotionally absent mother had taught her self-reliance. Using everything she didn't have as motivation, Joy made her way through high school and into a good but not too prestigious university on a full scholarship. From there, she walked straight into a low-level public relations job at Greytech, where she had risen through the male-dominated ranks in a relatively short time. Her ingrained self-reliance had served her well, or so she thought. Now she stood on the precipice, not merely along for the ride, Joy was helping drive the ship. The hangar doors closed, and Joy took a deep breath. This meeting was definitely out of the ordinary. The project she and Max had been working on for the past two years was still in its infancy, but here they were, meeting with potential backers. This was typical Max. His confidence in his ideas usually overran her patience in making sure the concept was sound. Joy raised her chin and strode forward towards the SUV. The convoy pulled up in a line in the center of the hangar. Max stepped out of the back seat of the lead SUV with a spring in his step as he bustled over to meet Joy. Dressed in a dark suit and tie with a crisp white shirt, the driver of the middle vehicle exited and briskly circled the car to open the doors for his passengers. Not one for ceremony, Max wore his usual bright red polo shirt and gray dress pants with shiny black alligator skin wingtips. He looked like he was about to have a round of golf, rather than a potentially billion-dollar presentation. Max was technically overweight for his 5'10 height, but the polo helped slim him down visually and gave him more of a stocky appearance. The ear-to-ear -ear smile Max wore, coupled with an unusual energy in the way he bounded over to Joy, betrayed his early 60s age and appearance. Joy returned his smile hiding the nervousness that was embedded in every cell of her body. Max, it's good to see you, Joy beamed as she extended her hand towards Max. I hope the trip wasn't too arduous. Nothing a stiff drink won't fix, Max whispered, conspiratorially, as he took Joy's hand and brought her in closely. Joy could smell his aftershave. He had worn it as long as she had known him. The scent was overly sweet but not unpleasant, and had the uncanny knack of bringing back memories that Joy always felt vulnerable reliving. You ready? Max whispered. You know I am, Joy replied. But we should have postponed this meeting. 
Yes, Joy, Max said. I read the memo. Let's not keep our guests waiting. Max ushered Joy towards the three men in formal military dress who had assembled in a neat and precise line outside the middle SUV. They were all five-star generals. The gathering of such ranks in one place without military escort was unheard of. But this was Max Michelson. He expected people in power to cower to him. General Ryan and Andrews looked like the same machine had made them and hadn't changed the settings. Both were typical run-of-the-mill military lifers. They were around 60 years old and knew nothing else. It was in their blood. Their families dated back to the Civil War, and they had kept the tradition running. General Gordon, on the other hand, was younger. He was in his early 50s, but could pass for 45. Unlike Ryan and Andrews, Gordon had climbed the ranks through guile, moxie, and valor earned on the battlefield. It was no secret. General Gordon had been the reason this meeting had happened. Max and Gordon were thick as thieves on many deals. Joy surmised the relative ease it had taken to get the three high-ranking officials together at a private company's secret laboratory was money. Offshore accounts and luxury homes held by shell companies had become synonymous with Gordon since he started working with Greytech, and Joy was sure Ryan and Andrews were looking for a little retirement nest egg to end their careers. Joy was on good terms with Gordon as well. She had to be. Max was a leader, and he had no time for discussing the details of deals and schedules, so that honor usually fell to her. Gentlemen, welcome to Greytech Research Facility, Joy announced as she stood before the men. General Ryan, General Adams, and General Gordon, Max said as he placed his hand on Joy's lower back. I'd like to introduce you to the face of Greytech, Joy Tannen. She'll be leading the presentation today. She ignored his touch and smiled gracefully as the generals nodded in unison towards her. Everything about this meeting felt wrong. There was a nervous excitement about Max. He would never touch her so inappropriately in public, especially in front of possible backers. It wasn't that Joy didn't believe in the technology they were presenting today. She just thought it was way too early in the research and development stage to even conceive they would present the idea to potential backers. Well... Let's not keep you waiting any longer, Joy said as she began to walk. Let's get to the exciting reason why we bought you here. The generals followed behind as Max and Joy led the way. I need you on board, Joy, Max whispered to Joy. This is a really big deal. Yes, Max, you know you can trust me, Joy said without skipping a beat or looking his way. Of course, forget I said anything, Max replied as he waved his hand as if he was dismissing his comment. Joy kept her eyes forward and her chin high, again another man doubting her. It seemed to her no matter how much she proved herself, this type of treatment was never going to end. The ride in the elevator had been short as they descended the ten floors underground. Joy had felt an unease being in the small space with the men, who for one reason or another controlled her future. The elevator doors opened, and the men waited for Joy to strut her way out into the well-lit hallway. This way, gentlemen, Joy said, as she gestured to a doorway. The generals marched into the room with Gordon establishing eye contact with Joy for a brief moment as he passed. She returned his glance and added a knowing smile. She turned back to Max. He had stopped and was looking at her, his previously smiling face replaced with a dark, ominous glare. 
To Joy, it looked like he was having a stroke. All the age in his face had come to the surface, and he resembled an old man buying the morning newspaper. Take a seat, gentlemen, Joy said, as she leaned into the room from the doorway. There is water and snacks on the table, if you need anything. We'll be with you shortly. Joy closed the door and turned back to Max. Max, you okay? Joy said sweetly. Max stared at her for a moment without responding. His glare was growing darker, and Joy was becoming concerned. Joy took the few steps that separated them and reached for her boss, mentor, and friend. Just as she was about to gently touch his face, Max sparked to life and grabbed her by the forearm and brought her close. Joy resisted for a moment, but then relented, their bodies coming together swiftly. Like an uninterested prom date, Joy pulled her head back away from Max's face. She did it in a way, a well-rehearsed way, that made it seem she wasn't trying to deny his advances, but just getting comfortable. Max, what is going on? Joy whispered. You're acting out of character, and I'm getting worried. Max released his grip, and Joy took the opportunity to create some distance between them. Again, this move was casual and not negative. I have a small change to the presentation, Max said softly. Joy opened her mouth to speak, and Max quickly raised his finger to stop her. Fire erupted in her eyes. This wasn't the first time Max had changed something at the last minute. She had almost quit three times because of it. He realized what he had done and dropped his hand to his side. Joy regretted letting her emotion get the better of her at a time like this. Joy, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean it, Max said, as his eyes scanned her for any more adverse reaction. I just need you to trust me. This change will add to our presentation. I promise you. Joy nodded her head. She knew Max got off on her being flustered, and she was not about to let him have his way right away, even though she felt like she was free-falling without a parachute. What do you need me to do? Joy asked in an even tone. Max moved slowly closer to her, testing the waters, making sure she wouldn't deny him and put his hand on her lower back. Joy held her breath as he gently moved his hand down to her ass cupping it softly. Being at a slight height disadvantage to Joy, Max raised his head up to her ear. Nothing, my dear. I want you to enjoy yourself, Max whispered in her ear. This is going to be a thing of beauty. Joy knew he was pushing her, mentally and physically. She had ridden his bloated, sweaty body many times over the course of their business relationship, and she had even enjoyed it, but he generally kept that outside of work. He was up to something, and when he was up to something, she usually had to clean up the mess. Of course, Max, Joy whispered seductively back into Max's ear. They're not gonna know what hit him. Max gave her a devious grin and then lowered his head. He placed his tongue on the base of her neck, slowly running it the length of her jugular vein to her ear. Joy gasped as her eyes went wide, her nipples instantly hardened, and her cheeks warmed. Max knew it was her weakness, and he always did it to catch her off guard. Joy closed her eyes as tight as she could and thought of Henry, her childhood dog. Given away by her father two months after she had gotten him, that was her go-to memory to ground her. It wasn't that it was a particularly sad moment in her life. It was just a symbol of what she was fighting against. The moment passed her, but a feeling of shame swept through her. He had got her. Joy opened her eyes. Max was standing in front of her, smiling that big shit-eating grin that she had come to use as fuel. Game time, Joy, Max said through a wide smile. 
If we pull this off, dinner and drinks in New York City tomorrow night, on me. It wasn't much of a reward for Joy. It was more like an extended punishment. They both lived in Los Angeles, and having to go to New York after this clusterfuck was not very exciting. Yes, sir, Joy said, and grinned the fakest smile she had ever smiled. I'll hold you to that. Joy began to walk from the door when Max grabbed her again. Joy let out a breath. He was wearing her down in the best way he knew how. Hey, relax, Max said sweetly. I'm going to join you in a moment. I just need you to stall them. I have to make sure everything is in place. We don't want to fuck this up now, do we? Joy smiled and nodded her head like a good little lapdog, possibly named Henry. Max turned on his heels and Joy watched him enter the elevator, disappearing behind the closing doors. Joy grasped the door handle and rested her head against the door. Come on, Joy, Joy whispered to herself and let out a large sigh. There is no time for pussies in this world full of dicks.